We're sitting here with New of the Neocene, and I have to ask you, New, why do these Geico commercials bother you so much? Why does it bother me? So easy a caveman can do it? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, it really shouldn't bother you, though. Why not? Well, you're a caveman, New. You've got other things to worry about than stupid commercials. I mean, you got to go out, hunt saber-tooths and giant cave bears and that kind of stuff. Okay, first of all, I'm not 100% in love with your tone right now. Well, you got to admit, you Neanderthals weren't the brightest bulbs on the planet. Yeah, right. Walking upright, discovering fire, inventing the wheel, laying the foundation for all mankind. You're right. Good point. Sorry we couldn't get that to you sooner. Victoria Custer, do you want to jump in here with a comment? Sounds like someone woke up on the wrong side of the rock. I'm Bulu. See, New, I'm has a good time with it. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Dateline Jessum is next on the Gridley Wave Network. From the Chicago Bureau of the Boston Man Blade. Dateline Jessum. A Panthan Press production. For fans of Edgar Rice Burroughs and Pulp Adventure. Here's your host, Elmo. Welcome to show 32. Thanks for joining us. I wanted to take you back to 1999 and the Dum Dum in Tarzana, California. Now, if you recall, that's the year that Disney's Tarzan came out and the LA suburbs hosted the Dum Dum that year. And they gave us all a special treat where we went to Disney Studios and saw the Tarzan movie before it was released. It was quite an experience, and all of the bibliophiles uh, had a wonderful time at Disney Studios. And before our screening, we were able to sit down with two of the screenwriters, Bob Zudiker and his wife, Nani White, and they uh, they had a little question and answer period with us and described their writing process and and what went into the movie and uh, and I'm going to play that for you now uh, thanks to Joan Bloodegg who recorded it uh, I just wanted to uh, give you a little introduction here in the wonderful Tarzan Chronicles book uh, by Howard Green uh, that describes the whole process of of bringing the animated Tarzan to life. Uh, There's a quote in here from one of the directors, Chris Buck, uh, talking about uh, these two screenwriters and how they came on sort of late in the process. And he says, Bob and Noni came on at a time when we were hurting in the story room. We were wounded. They not only brought good story sense to the process, but also managed to uplift us all emotionally. They would keep saying, you know, this is really going to be good. We've got something here. We really needed it at that point because we were beginning to have a lot of self-doubt. Now, I know a lot of fans aren't real happy with the Disney movie, but I got to tell you, that night at Disney Studios, when I first saw it, I was amazed. I, I, I just thought it was a, a great 
movie for what it was trying to do. And I still feel that the same way. I still pop it in now and then and, and look at those lush jungle backgrounds and the way Tarzan moved through the jungle. And I think it was really impressive. So, sit back and uh, listen to what two of the screenwriters had to say. We're very lucky to have Bob Zudiger and Noni White, uh, who were two of the screenwriters. There was a third screenwriter as well, Tab Tab Murphy, who wrote Gorillas in the Mist. And and, uh, these folks also worked on Lion King and were uh, co-screenwriters on... of adapting the book and uh, working on animated films and uh, it's a whole different uh, way of writing and, uh, and then we'll take some questions and move on to the field. So, oh, hold it, question already. Yeah. Are you going to have copies of your book for sale? I'm going to do a book signing after the, uh, after the screening tonight. Good, 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 good. So we're two of the 1,175 people who worked on this. We <laughs> only worked on it for 15 months. They worked on it for a good four or five years, so not all of them, but by the time it was over, that many people had worked on it. And well, I, I, oh, we trust that if Edgar Rice Burroughs were alive today, he would really enjoy the movie that you're about to see. Um, we thought Tarzan was a great uh, opportunity and a great responsibility. Uh, the thing that's so amazing about doing Tarzan in animation is that Tarzan actually gets to do what he was meant to do, what he was written to do in those books. Which that is no real actor could ever accomplish <coughs> that way. So Glenn Keane, the animator of Tarzan, actually designed Tarzan as if he had been raised by apes, which, you know, without genetic engineering, we can't do with, uh, with actors. And, yes. so, and, and, so, and so that's how Tarzan moves and walks and, and reacts. He reacts like, like an animal and uh, quite beautiful. So when we came on the process, not we weren't in right at the beginning. Tab Murphy had done several drafts of the script, and it's a very long, involved process of writing any feature film. And <coughs> animated films are no different. When we came in, they uh, we said, well, to the directors, what is this movie about? Hoping that they would say what they said, which is, it's about Tarzan's identity. Is he a man? Is he an ape? And it's about how man fits into the natural world. And and, and, and the other thing that was really attractive to us was you know, what 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 makes up a family? You know, how how are families made? Because Tarzan is is very much in a loving family in the film of one family that he thinks is his family. And in fact, is his family. Right. So, um, I we really hope that that you enjoy the film and that you like the film. There are many differences between this film and the first Tarzan book. The changes are dramatic. It is not a telling. It's not a remake of of that story in any way. It's a new story based on the character of Tarzan and the setup for what. For, for his experience. And, and also it's bringing Tarzan into the modern day. I mean, that was yeah. that, that book was written in the mid-19th well, century. I know we're revealing. I forget the <laughs> 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 1911? Yeah. Oh, 
so where I would characterize the, the oh, book, to my reading, and you may all disagree, to my reading, the book had a lot to, thematically had a lot to do with man's dominance of, of nature and his natural place as a dominant species, and more specifically, a noble Englishman uh, being dominant. And that thematic structure doesn't quite apply today. So this, this movie is about man's place fitting in to the, the natural world. And, 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 and it, it necessitated being and being part of. And it necessitated certain story changes and um, and we also and various choices have to be made. Are there other human beings in Tarzan's world? By our telling of the story because it's about his identity. I'm
Uh, are there any scenes uh, that you wrote that uh, either went to storyboard but didn't progress further that you liked? Mm, or no, something no, along those lines? You know, any scenes that were omitted later, even scenes that were filmed but they... I would say more in terms of... Uh, not, I can't remember anything that I loved as a whole sequence that got omitted. Um, so, so, lots so, of so lines, lots of, pieces, lots of character you know. pieces that there's no time for. It's a ruthless form because you have to end up at about 82 minutes to tell a long story. Disney films are often viewed as, as being aimed at children, but I know recently films like Mulan have been characterized as aiming for a broader, more mature market. Would you talk about your screenwriting process, how you aim the story? at a particular maturity level, how you try to incorporate for the adult and the audience. Well, you know, to me, a, a friend... Did everyone hear the question in back? Yeah. Um, a friend of ours, she's a psychologist, said they, they did a, a paper once on, on uh, children's literature and adult literature. And they said the difference between children's literature and adult literature is that at the end of children's literature, there was hope. And so, um, <laughs> and so, so there's something you know to be said. We always, of course, incorporate that. But but I think that we're very aware that we are making a Disney film, but we never ever condescend to our audience. I, I would never say, oh, you know. Uh, so so well, for instance, I think there there are parts of this film that children will enjoy. Um, perhaps more than adults, perhaps not. But I think that there are parts in the film that will resonate with children very, very deeply. Um, and, and there may be some things that, that go over a child's head, not anything that we mean to, but you know, children kind of absorb what they can absorb. But, 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 we, but, just, we just do the best we can. Yeah. And it really, there's really no difference. I mean, of course, we don't use certain language. We don't show drinking, smoking. You know, there's certain kind of things that even if we want to show that, you know, we're not allowed we're, to do. We don't do in these movies. But otherwise, it's telling a story. It's no different for adults. <laughs> adults are just large children. How long did you run? And how did you feel when you read the Time Magazine critic? It was a happy day. <laughs>
the characters look, and why did you decide, if that's so, to make Jane look so different from the original description? And the, and we have nothing to do no. with that. No. There are artists who usually... That took place before we were on the picture. And generally, we may describe them in some way, but the artists really have... Artists, executives, the whole structure of the company approves uh, the way the characters look. It's, it's a whole different process. And, and also now we're working on something in development where... So we're, we're in the very beginning stages of something. And even though the directors have a very mm -hmm. firm picture in mind of, of what, who they want their characters to be and what they want them to look like, um, we will occasionally, you know, we'll, we'll give our opinion. It isn't always, um, you know, directors have a very strong vision of what they want, and, and visual development of these films is a very complex process. I've read that uh, in searching the files, you found that uh, Walt had done some material back in the 40s on Tarzan, and some of that has shown up in the film. How much material did he do back then, and how much of it shows up in the film? I don't know the answer to that. We've heard that he did some development, and that Salvador Dali was involved. I don't even know if it's true. So, so it, it would, I think that's the sort of thing that would show up more in Howard's book. Or... I didn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> we did find it. I don't know if you're familiar with these letters that uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs had written to his son Jack in 1936 discussing the animated... Uh, project. Uh, he had a uh, plans, uh, he had a desire to make an animated feature and uh, a couple treatments were written. Danton just uh, uh, turned up these letters recently and they're quite interesting because in it he says that uh, the animation should be excellent. It should uh, approximate Disney excellence. And it talks about humor and it talks about the, uh, the naturalism and uh, it's interesting that uh, we, we've discovered that after we had made the movie, but it kind of vindicated some of the things that, uh, some of the choices the directors had made. So. But I, I wasn't aware that Disney uh, himself was, uh, I'll have to look into that. Burroughs <laughs> Appropriate, you made these changes, how much do they have? Do they say you can't do that or what this in there? We never, free reign or it never came to us. Um, I think there were certain contractual requirements, but they were very, um, very reasonable and very few as far as we put here. As far as Anne couldn't be seen to be drinking or smoking, that sort of thing. Stuff that way. Actually, they omitted that from the contract. <laughs> <laughs> and that scene got cut. <laughs> 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 Anyone else? Yes, in the back. Well, <clears throat> when you were writing and then the music came into the film, did you have to do something, more writing or some changes at that point too? To introduce the music? Yeah, you have to ramp into a song and come out with the content of the song. And the song will always absorb a certain amount of storytelling, especially in, in this movie. Yeah. A lot of storytelling happens during songs. So that will shift. Of course, when the lyric comes in, you realize, oh, we need to cover this piece of story before or after the song. So, yeah, we Although this film is not a break of the song musical, so this this film is, you know, there are songs in, in the movie, but it's not. No one stops and goes, la da 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 da, I love you so. It's not, it's not that. How long a period from the time you came aboard to today? Maybe oh Spain. It's been uh, was it two and a half years ago? I think that we came on board, and, and we were on for fifteen months. Yeah. And then, you know, and then we go away and, and they do their magic. Yeah. They, 
fully animate it, they color it, they do all the cleanup, and it's an amazing process. Yeah, the passion for this project is, I've never seen the like at, at this or any other studio. All the artists were very passionate about this project. Yes, sir. One of the more controversial characters in your movie, Mr. Burroughs' people, is Turk. Would you like to say anything about that? Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> Your job was to 
change the focus? No, no, not at all. I mean, our, our job really, well, our, yes, to a degree, because the director is wanting to change the focus. Yes. And in the end, it's their movie, and that's, that's what we right. have to respect. But um, I was going to say something. Oh, the baby took my ring.
but of course, we, I mean, we have to make a very different movie. If you would go back and read that novel today, I, I don't think you, you would make that movie specifically. There are things about it that you would probably change. So. But it's amazing, but we've, we've never met, you know. I know, yeah. 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 Yeah, um, Disney has, a, until this fall, to, as Danton Burroughs put it, step up to the plate for John Carter's <coughs> Mars. Do you know if there's a script floating around here? Or I don't know. <coughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I know there was interest at one time, and, and maybe still is. For the trailers, the one thing that I, and you're a background artist, the one thing that I really enjoyed seeing was the three-dimensional background jungle. That oh, the part. I wondered if you had, because you're a bibliophile, and presumably read the books, if you had a lot of input in creating Tarzan's jungle. Uh, no, because of the way the, the production process works, as far as story content, no, I don't have any input. But as far as visuals go, I did have some input as far as color and design. But it, again, the, I had to defer to the art director and the production designer. But in my own small way, I tried to get as much of the jungle in there as I possibly could. But it is, from what I've seen, it's the jungle we've always dreamed of. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, the deep canvas. And we tried to marry the computer, the digital, so it didn't look like Toy Story or something really super slick. And it looked like a painting, which that's what we were doing. We were literally taking on the, uh, with the digital pad, painting uh, each tree trunk and the moss and everything that follows. Remember, it's a, it's a handmade movie, and every frame is, is slaved over by dozens or hundreds of people, every single frame. And, uh, and it's, it's exciting to me that it's your group that's dedicated to the books, and because you're going to see something quite different, and that tension is... <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you, if you had any preconceptions of Tarzan before you came onto the project, just from the culture and, and movies that have gone before, and um, what your reaction was, if, if you felt that's something that's been done. My first reaction is why in animation. I, when I first heard about it, I didn't get it. And it why never crossed my mind, why in animation, because I knew that he could fly, that, that we could really introduce him, <coughs> that we could go into the jungle and so. I'm a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, yes. I have a question for Phil. Uh, are there cells for this? Or, did, or is it animated through cells? Or? No, it was done digitally. Uh, the, the ink and paint process that uh, you're familiar with, we no longer do. Rescuers Down Under was the last picture, or the first picture that cells were eliminated. But they do hand cells for special archive editions. Now, do, you, do they do cells and then put them in a computer? Or, so, uh, well, the way the process works is that uh, animators draw on paper, and the paper is then scanned into the computer, and then that computer then gets transferred to the digital part department, and they actually, like a coloring book, touch it with their pad and think uh, it's colored. So there are no cells in the production process. Let's take one last question, then we should uh, start making sure later. Yeah, yes, well, half of them. The, the ones that moved digitally were done in the computer, but we painted them, and so we feel like they're painting. Because it's imagine if you're just painting on some glass. If, if I were painting in front of you, 
I would then paint the tree and go all the way around. And that's literally the what lions we're doing. look like the lions of the Lion King. I'd like to thank our guests for coming out here tonight. That is it for show 32. I'll talk to you in two weeks. This is Elmo from the Barsoomian Blade Bureau in Chicago, signing off. Yeah, right. Walking upright, discovering fire, inventing the wheel, laying the foundation for all mankind. You're right. Good point. Sorry we couldn't get that to you sooner.